You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this Wednesday episode, wanted to remind you guys that NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's time to dive into our Wednesday episode here at the Locked On Rams podcast. And as we always do, I got my man Brad Motter on the other line. Brad, how are you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing good. And a quick shout out to you and your boys, Croatia, with the big win in the Euro Cup and uh, had some money on them this morning, lost the original bet, but doubled down at halftime. And so I know you follow uh, that squad pretty closely. So it was fun to see them kick some butt and take home a dub. So congratulations to you. A little hot start on a team today to get the day going. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. My guys won. Uh, I'm also, you know, a little bit of a German fan as well. I was born and raised in Germany too, so kind of got a double dip going. And Germany does play tomorrow, or technically, I guess you guys are listening to this, and they play today, the next day. So, man, they be a little bit. They smashed the other day, didn't they? They they smashed. Yeah. They, they laid it on them the other day. I've been getting into that. I love this. Uh, I love this nice little soccer. A little 11 a.m. out here in, in my time. <laughs> checking on some soccer and little Sunday morning, waking up, watching some soccer. Yeah, most definitely. And by the way, watch out. Our UK fans, I don't know that they like you calling it soccer so much. Oh, okay, football. Football. You. football. Okay, football. you're right. Yeah. You're right. I lived in Australia right. long enough that, you know, anything that you pronounce <laughs> wrong in the sports world, if it's footy, football, whatever it is, you better get it right. So, yeah, you're right. We're, we're a right. trending podcast over in the UK. I better treat those guys pretty nice over there. That's right. We might fall out of that top 50 uh, in football podcasts if we you know, aren't careful here. So we've got to tread lightly. But today's episode, you know, no more soccer or football talk, as we call it. Actual football, American football here. There you go. We're going to transition into the Los Angeles Rams like we always do. Three interesting topics. We're going to kind of take a look at the coaching staff, the team, the head coach, Sean McVay. I've got a very interesting stat that I want to share in the next segment. We're going to talk about his new podcast with Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football from NFL Network, as well as take our look into the next week into our in-depth schedule breakdown series, looking at week three for the Rams. But before we dive into that, I also wanted to highlight this quick podcast that I just mentioned with Sean McVay and Peter Schrager, who, by the way, go back, I guess, a bunch of years ago. I already forget now. They talked about it in this podcast, but basically they're having a podcast hosted by The Ringer. It's called Flying Coach with Sean McVay and Peter Schrager. It is the second season. I don't know who they had on the first season, but must have been some other coach. I think it might have been Pete Carroll, actually. That might be wrong. I'm not 100% on that. But now it's Sean McVay, Peter Schrager, their co-hosts. They're bringing on different guests. They've had guys like Matt LaFleur, who's obviously very close with Sean McVay. Some of his other close friends like Cliff Kingsbury, Zach Taylor, a bunch of head coaches around the league. Arthur Smith now. Very interesting episodes. They're doing a total of 10, and I believe five are out right now. So if you guys haven't had a chance to go listen to that, you definitely should. But I'm not fully caught up. I'm about four and a half episodes in right now. I know that my guy Brad is fully caught up, though. Brad, when you take a look at this podcast, I know you've been listening. 
Is there any interesting stories that stand out to you or any episode in general that you thought was very, very entertaining? Yeah, these guys are awesome. It's been, it's been really entertaining. And I think actually season one was Steve Kerr and Pete Carroll. If I Google ah. that correctly, I see an image there of them. But no, it's been awesome because, you know, McVeigh is a big football guy and can pull out plays left and right. And they're having really good guests on. Obviously, it's kind of his little inner circle that's starting it, you know, his coaching tree, people he knows pretty well. And then even guys like, you know, you said Cliff Kingsbury and and they've got a good relationship going there. So it's been nice to hear some of these guys come on, relax a little bit and kind of go into that McVeighism. And they all kind of tease him for like, man, this guy's a robot, can pull out these plays from left and right. But you realize a lot of these coaches can do the same thing. And and Sean McVay says a few times, like, I don't know why they, people give me so much credit for it. Like, literally, it is my job to watch this tape. And I apparently am good at it and have that memory for it. But the stories that come out of this when you hear, um, you know, even going back to Sala when he was talking about, you know, taking a timeout and getting chewed out for taking a timeout and being a coordinator. And you start to think about, like, Okay, like when you're you know watching this you know, game and you're you're just cheering or, or going crazy, call a timeout, call a timeout, and you're they're zooming in on the coordinator and he's not doing anything. You realize like that's probably <laughs> because the head coach said, "Hey, all those three timeouts, they're mine. Okay, don't use them." Mm-hmm. And and I think we had this conversation off air, but it kind of brings me back to like when Bones I think pulled a timeout late in the game, late in the season, and just got chewed out on the sideline, and and you start to realize like how worthy those timeouts are whether you're up 50 whether you're undefeated whether you're not going to the playoffs since last game doesn't matter those timeouts are for the head coach so little stories like that that come out and then the relationship between um you know Peter Strager and McVeigh is pretty cool to kind of hear how far it goes back and then how he can Mm be kind of in the professional world I mean can you imagine so so you got it like let's say you know Jared Goff was your insider you know that you're good buddies with him and not to be able to pull information that he gave you and trying to go like, man, that is a great nugget, but I got to respect that relationship and find a way to get creative, to give some of that information as my job, but also not cross that boundary. So interesting relationships you hear with some of those guys in the media world and the coaching world. Um, And I've enjoyed it at times. And I've been like uber critical at times, like, Schrager kills me sometimes like where I feel like he's doing what is it SMAR videos or whatever where you're like whispering into the (laughs) mic he gets a little too romantic with his questions and he's kind of whispering close and I'm like dude just talk like you're getting you're kind of creeping me out as I'm driving like he's getting too a little bit with that and then there's time a little intimate with the mic at times and I know he's trying to build this suspense and things but at times I'm like it's like uh, he feels like he's whispering to me in my through my car and it's a little weird but (laughs) and then my only criticism on McVeigh is sometimes like I like not knowing a lot about him because it it brings that mystique behind him and this like aura Mm -hmm. of coach. And sometimes the more he talks, the more I'm going, Oh, he's, he's a normal guy, which some could say is really great. But then sometimes you're like, you know, he gets off on a tangent and you're like, okay, get back to what I like you for. So it's like, it's almost (laughs) revealing too much of him at some times, but Overall, I mean, A plus across the board on it. It's just been really awesome to hear McVay break down things, talk about how he steals plays and, you know, some of the best coaches are thieves and some of the little uh, sayings that he's, you know, will constantly say he's a clever guy with his words. So it's fun that as you listen to him more, the way that he kind of describes the situation is, is almost addicting at times. So loving the show and they've had some great episodes with cool coaches and I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes with it. Uh, they always have really good nuggets and and they go back kind of on these reoccurring segments, which makes it nice because you kind of know what's coming. You're kind of curious how the different coach is going to approach it. But big fan of it. 
I absolutely love it too. And I think you did just a, such a good job of really describing everything that's good and, you know, not so great about it. But I think there's, you know, so much more good than there is bad. Like you said, there's so many cool coaches that maybe as Rams fans, we don't really get to hear, you know, I don't know so much about a Cliff Kingsbury or, you know, somebody else. And it's very interesting to hear these guys in just like a human element where, you know, you got guys like Sean McVay always talking and coach speak, like you said, and it's always so professional and, of course, that's, you know, the goal at the end of the day. I get that. But it's also just very nice to hear them talk about, like, you know, we went to go get beers this one time, go get drinks and yeah. had too many drinks. And I, you know, pulled a prank on Cliff Kingsbury saying uh, you guys colluded behind, you know, talking to I think it was like draft prospects or something or, you know, you know how you can't talk to certain guys like free agents or whatever. You can't cross those boundaries or whatever. So uh, Sean McVay said he like pulled a prank where he pretended to get one of his friends to text him and he renamed his friend in his contact as Roger Goodell. And basically like he said, you know, Cliff turned pale as a, as a wall, like thinking that he lost the second overall pick or whatever was the first overall pick where, you know, they wanted to take Kyler Murray. So just hearing things like that's really funny and it's really entertaining to know that at the end of the day, yeah, they got a cool job. You know, they are these guys that are glamorous and good looking and on TV and, and these young superstars, but they're also just human beings and it kind of makes it more relatable. And I like that aspect of it. And it's just very interesting to hear the relationships, like you said too. you know, the Schrager and McVeigh, how far they go back. And again, you said it too, you can't break all this news. And I feel like Schrager does a good job of trying to tell us the news without directly telling us the news, you know, yeah. be like you look back to the Julio Jones situation. He didn't say the Rams are trying to make a trade for him. He said, there's a team that I wouldn't necessarily count out and they make a lot of moves. Like, you know, he's hinting it, but he doesn't really want to come out and say, because I'm sure that Sean McVay and company don't want to, you know, insult their current receivers. If they try and go get Julio, but can't or whatever the case is, there's always that backstory behind it that we don't really know, but it's very interesting to hear all of this stuff. So if you guys haven't had a chance to go check it out, I urge you, you should for sure. Go and check I, it out. You're going to get to hear more about your head coach and all the other ones too. And I keep waiting for any of our listeners or you or somebody to get that question in there because they do questions. And I think mm-hmm. it's the emails and the voicemails that, that's trending on Twitter that Trigger always says. Yeah. And um, our boy Cody Rourke of uh, Locked On was one yes. of the first uh, voicemails that came through. Had an awesome question. And so I keep waiting to hear, hey, this is uh, Sosa with a question here for you. <laughs> or I'm waiting for somebody we know from Rams Twitter because obviously it's a big They've got, they, I'm assuming they have a great audience through the Rams, but that part of it too is just hearing some of those listener questions and then how they're kind of off the cuff going with it. Great show. So, uh, you know, it's, it's no locked on Rams, but you know, they're, they're doing their best. It's the second best Rams related podcast there you or, go. You know, football podcast on the internet right now. Probably not top 50 in the UK. All right. We'll just <laughs> say that. They're doing well though. They're, they're entertaining. And I might actually have to shoot my shot now that you called it. Maybe send them a question, see if we can get an answer. I feel like I can concoct something quite interesting, but we'll see. You know, we've got a couple of weeks left, about four episodes more, uh, you know, because this is coming out on Wednesday and it's going to be another episode that they've already recorded. So four more episodes coming from those guys. Maybe we'll get on the show. We'll see as a question. We'll, ch- we'll shoot our shot. We'll see what happens. But, you know, Sean McVay has been a guy who's been very successful in the NFL. And there is a very interesting stat that I want to share in the next segment that I think it's going to have you guys quite intrigued and surprised at how well Sean McVay and the Rams franchise has performed over the last few seasons. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP. You can find Brad at LA underscore Rambling Bear and the page at Locked on Rams. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. 
This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NBA and NHL playoffs are live. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Wednesday episode special with my guy Brad Motter on the other line. We're going to continue right where we left off, and I teased you guys right before the break with an interesting statistic that I seen cross my Twitter timeline today, and this is from Warren Sharp of Sharp Football and multiple other places, NBC Sports, The Ringer, and basically, I'm not even sure how this came to his mind, but it's a very interesting stat. What he said here was, this is how many weeks each franchise has had with a winning record since 2016, okay? The very first franchise, the number one place, Probably to nobody's surprise, the Kansas City Chiefs, they've had 63 weeks since 2016 with a winning record. The second most successful franchise over that course of time, the Los Angeles Rams with 62. And those are the only two franchises in the 60s. The next closest is number three, obviously, the New Orleans Saints at 54. And for the record, I don't know why I got to point this out, but I feel like I do. There's also two teams that are not doing very well both, ironically enough, play in the same stadium in the same state. New York Jets, only two weeks since 2016 with a winning record. And this is just putrid. But the New York Giants with zero weeks of winning records since 2016. <laughs> that is, that's just kind of sad, to be quite honest with you. I honestly feel horrible for their fans right yeah. now. But maybe they sold their souls for uh, those two Super Bowl rings uh, with Eli Manning knocking off Tom Brady when he probably had no business doing that. They did beat a Patriots team that was 18 and 0, but this is not a Giants podcast. This is a Rams podcast. So we're going to dive right back into this Rams figure here. And I'm kind of shocked, to be quite honest with you. We're talking about the second most successful franchise since 2016. And the reason I think this is important, Brad, is because it's not like, uh, you know, how many rings do you have or how many finals or Super Bowls have you played in? Because sure, that is the ultimate goal. You know, everyone's trying to win the ring. And that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. If you come in second, well, everyone forgets about you and nobody cares. It wasn't a successful season technically. But when you look at just this record since 2016, we're talking about quite a big sample size here. The Rams are the second most successful franchise to only the Chiefs who could be a dynasty by the time Patrick Mahomes is done playing football. That is insane to me. They come above teams like the Saints, the Baltimore Ravens, the Seattle Seahawks, the Pittsburgh Steelers, all these other teams, the Green Bay Packers, the New England Patriots, these teams that have had so many opportunities in the playoffs and, you know, playoff berths or Super Bowl berths or rings and some of these most historical franchises, the Rams top pretty much all of them except the Chiefs. That's pretty crazy to me when you look or hear about a stat like this. What does it make you think? Yeah, I guess one of the things that makes me think is it that was from 2016 to now. What if you yes. took, you know, the four to six years before that and see how far the Rams have shot up that chart since mm. 2016? Because I guarantee you they were at the bottom of those chart the four, six years previous to that because they were a struggling franchise. So I think that's the other thing that really stands out to me is like 
not only going like, okay, hey, look how great and consistent they've been as far as wins and having a winning record, but where they came from and how they turned that franchise around. And we jumped in, uh, me personally jumped in on this Ram ship back in 2016 when they moved to Los Angeles. So I obviously being a sports fanatic knew what was going on there, but I've really... You know, I guess if, you know, looking at stock markets and bitcoins and AMC and <laughs> buy low, sell high, you know, that type of stuff, we got in at the right time at a really low price and and to see the Rams go and, and put that up. And the one thing, right, you count the rings and championships and that really matters too. But all you could really ask for at times is putting yourself in a position to succeed. And the Rams have really done that, right? Have they gotten all those big playoff wins? Not all the time, right? They, they made their good run to get to the Super Bowl. But man, the consistency of being there and being in the conversation and being above those teams that you talked about, you know, the Ravens and the Saints and all those teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers, all those big time names that you would assume to be up there and the Rams to be number two. Uh, it's a really fun stat. And it also goes back to big time uh, credit to McVay changing the culture here and, and you know, just the turnaround from those previous years to be such a dominating force as far as, you know, producing winning seasons, which really at the end of the day, all you can ask for, right? I mean, how many times you're watching a basketball game and you're like, you know, your team and you're like, just be in it in the fourth quarter, give us a chance to compete, to win the game. And McVay has done that consistently with stockpiling winning season after winning season. So pretty cool to see that. And hopefully we can continue it and then go win the big one. Cause you're right. At the end of the day, the conversation comes back down to ring. So as he can start collecting those, man, he's going to have a pretty, pretty nice resume. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is you mentioned, I would love to see this statistic, but turned around from 2010 to 2016, because boy, oh boy, if the Rams weren't last over that time span i would be just genuinely shocked but uh that's probably not what anybody wants to hear right now we don't <laughs> want to be downers so we're not going to talk about that but it is interesting because it kind of shifts the focus going into this season and i feel like maybe more than ever maybe you know i'm just being recency biased right now or whatnot but maybe the expectation right now is higher than it's ever been for sean McVay. you know the team in 2018 yeah. was probably considered better and you know they were probably a little bit more all in in terms of the chips pushed into the middle of the table trying to trade for all these players and having this loaded roster but that was Sean McVay's second season as a head coach you know that was like way before he was quote-unquote figured out and before he was settled in and before all these new Sean McVay's around the league were being hired and before he was this boy wonder and everything like that now yeah, the team is probably not as good, but I feel like in terms of McVeigh and the coaching staff and the franchise as a whole, the expectation might not ever be higher than it is going into this season. Now with Matthew Stafford there, he's handpicked his new quarterback for the first time yep. in his tenure and all this different stuff. Is that something that you consider or, you know, do you think that could ultimately be something that the Rams either, you know, relish in or potentially something that kind of hangs heavy on their shoulders going into the season. Now that's the follow-up problem with being number two on that list, right? Is now the yeah. expectation of, hey, buddy, keep your, look at you, number two as far as winning seasons and a winning record. Like, but what have you done for me lately, right? It's always mm -hmm. going to come down to that in, in football. Are, were you lifting up the trophy at the end of the year? Were you playing for the trophy at the end of the year? And that's weirdly where this bar for the Rams is going to be continually put with this roster. And you said it. He's now hand-picked his quarterback before we kind of had that out as far as like, well, you know, it's we're doing all this, you know, with 
also having to deal with Jared Goff and those turnover troubles that he's really had in the last couple of years. And that was kind of the out on the offensive side is like uh, McVay's doing the best he can with this offensive line that's banged up or, you know, those things, there was always an out. And right now, uh, you know, with the talent that's being stacked up with, you know, you talking the other day about, you know, having Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey potentially being in the top 10 of PFF players and, you know, Jalen Ramsey being number one quarterback listed and all those things. They've got the players on the defense. They've he's handpicked the players on the offense and uh, it's a tough division, but there's going to be expectations for NFC championship game and Super Bowl is kind of. That's where I put this bar for this team and organization right now for Sean McVay is if you're doing this winning, you got to win the big ones. You got to put yourself in position to get, you know, maybe some home field advantage or at least easier opponents in the playoffs, which we know really doesn't exist because if you make the playoffs at that point, it's a clean slate and everyone's just grinding to stay alive. But uh, I think expectations is, you know, really NFC championship and Super Bowl. That's kind of where I would draw the line and, and for any team. Coming into the season, I think everyone has the goal of the Super Bowl, but for realistic expectations, those are tough to live up to year after year as you see injuries and hot teams coming up and rookies showing out on different teams across the league. So uh, it's a tough league to be that consistent at a high level, but that's where they're putting themselves up with the Chiefs. I mean, if you ask the Chiefs right now who are number one on that list, you guarantee that's what their expectation is and probably almost to win the Super Bowl, not just to get there. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. man, expectations at all-time high for McVay, and it's finally his guy and his system. So the scrutiny on the other side, if it doesn't go well, will definitely be loud. Most definitely, and I think you, you recapped it the best there. You summarized it the best. The Chiefs, you know, the Rams are the only team right now in class with them technically over the past few seasons, and the Chiefs are not going to be happy with getting to a Super Bowl. They're trying to win, and... The Rams need to be in that same, you know, mindset because getting to a Super Bowl is no longer enough. You need to win. You have the team to do it. I think you have the coaching staff to do it. This franchise is no longer that same franchise from 2010 when they were, you know, winning one or two games a season, trying to pick Sam Bradford number one overall. Talking about one of the premier franchises in the NFL right now. And that does it for this segment. But we are going to continue this schedule type of talk in the next segment. In the final segment, we're going to dive into week three of the Los Angeles Rams season going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what we can maybe expect from this game and what we can look forward to in terms of the matchups. And while we've got you, make sure to check back in later this week when I get my colleague from PFF, Andrew Erickson, to share some interesting tidbits when it comes to fantasy football for the Los Angeles Rams in 2021. Folks, are you having any car troubles? You ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car will not start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's two decades. We know there's no better time than right now to try and support family-owned businesses with the strange COVID stuff going on in our world. So if you can, I urge you to try and do that. That's why you should go check out Rock Auto. If you are a do-it-yourselfer or a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check them out. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and I'm betting if your car needs it, they probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. 
I was on the lookout for the best protein bar while I was going through my weight loss journey and I found a company called the Built Bar and I'm telling you guys, the Built Bar is unlike any other protein bar on the market. They taste absolutely delicious. They have so many different flavors that you could choose from and the texture is unlike any other protein bar I've ever tried. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for you on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, what do the Philadelphia 76ers do with Ben Simmons? <clears throat> Trade. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this Wednesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. And Brad and I are now going to put the expectations aside, at least for a quick second here. Maybe they'll creep back in. We'll see. But we're going to continue our in-depth schedule series breakdown here, taking a look at the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week three of 2021. This is week three of their newest schedule release and as you guys probably remember the Rams did take on the Buccaneers last season as well a tight game that the Rams actually won by a score of 27 to 24 and that was a weird weird game I mean Jared Goff a little bit up a little bit down he has nearly 400 passing yards three passing touchdowns but also two interceptions the Rams don't have a running back that crosses over 21 yards rushing 20 yards was the game high from Malcolm Brown on three carries. Mm. They ran the ball 16 combined times between Brown, Akers, and Henderson. That is kind of insane. But you look at Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, on the other hand, 145 yards and 130 yards, 11 and 12 catches. My goodness, those guys put on. And maybe the most interesting thing, pick number 199, legendary quarterback Tom Brady throws two interceptions to Yep, you guessed it. Pick number 199, standout rookie Jordan Fuller from last year, the safety from Ohio State. Somehow, he picked off Tom Brady twice, once to ice the game. And I know a lot of people loved it. Jordan Fuller even talked about it. I think it was like in a mic'd up segment right after the game where he was shouting, you know, I was picked 199 too. He's not the only one. So it was cool to see. But the Rams won that game going into this next season. Probably going to be a little bit different, right? The Bucs, for the most part, are pretty much the exactly same team. You know, they got Tom Brady. They brought back everyone that they had on the free agent list, all the big-name players, the Levante Davis, the Shaq Barretts, all these big players. They are loaded up for another Super Bowl run, and the Rams are going to look, obviously, very different with Stafford now in tow and, you know, some of these other pieces. But, Brad, when you look at this game, and we already broke down week one and two, which are also going to be very interesting for the Rams and not easy by any means, this is obviously a tough one, but what are you kind of looking at when you look at, you know, the game between these two? And is there anything in general that you think is going to be interesting to watch? Man, well, I well, I can't wait to see Jordan Fuller back out there. The man is pretty yeah. good, pretty good stat line right now versus Tom Brady. And that, that 199, 199 thing is pretty cool uh, that that even kind of had an opportunity to happen. So uh, I'm excited for this rematch for sure, right? And there were a couple of things. I actually, I had to pull this up when you were talking and figure out when I tweeted this out, but it was back in... May 13th, and it was an ESPN like alert that was sent to my phone. It says, Brady's dad has a message for Pats, who they, they play in week four. It says, <laughs> we're coming up there to make our record 4-0. 
after the fourth game, says Tom Brady <laughs> Sr. getting in the trash talk Twitter world with his Twitter fingers, even though it's probably a quote and maybe not tweeted out. But And I thought, man, what a shot really meant for the Pats. But they played the Cowboys, Falcons, and Rams before that. So uh, talk about some early bulletin board material for the Rams to kind of stick up, especially when they beat them last year on Monday Night Football. This game comes as a 125 start out in Los Angeles. So probably going to be probably the after the America game of the week on uh, whatever channel that's going to be on. But it's going to be a good one. And, and this one's back in L.A. with a full crowd. And one thing I do like, again, is we kind of talked about getting the Bears early, um, you know, even getting the Colts early. Some of these teams that have transitions at quarterbacks and uh, teams that played well last year but took a little bit you know, to get going. And that was kind of the Bucks. They they struggled on and off early on in the season, right? Before they really hit that stride. Tom Brady even mentioned it, you know, that he didn't really fully grasp that playbook till late in the year and, and that he felt really comfortable with that team. So obviously they played all year together last year. So they probably have a pretty good, you know, solid fluid. But again, getting a team early on in a season like Tom Brady before he's gotten that mojo running. Yes, they can pull some over from last year, but there's big gaps in training camp and all that stuff that, you know, you you try to work some of this stuff out. But I I like seeing them early. I like that they're coming to L.A., and I do like some of those matchups, right? You know, our offense versus their defense. I, I do do like that. They obviously have some really good pass rushers there. And our defense, again, versus Tom Brady, who, you know, had one of his better years in his career uh, last year is, you know, getting another Super Bowl. But I just like, again, early in the season, because if you do lose to him, if you do take an L here, it's not something that you, it's going to hang over your head in the playoffs. Like if you lose late in the season, maybe this game is week 16. And then in a few weeks you see him again, maybe, you know, you got some of those thoughts creeping in your head. This is something so early in the season. If you lose it, it doesn't kill you. Uh, I know we talk about it a lot, but looking back on the season going, man, I wish I picked up that dub. I don't think we would look back on this game unless we completely gave it away um, where it would be like, oh, we missed that opportunity. It's just a good chance to go up against a really good team early on in the year and kind of judge where you're coming from. Uh, but I do like our first couple games setting us up because we don't have a, a you know a couple cupcakes walking into that. We have a pretty good schedule going into it, and so do they. So Tom Brady's senior was maybe a little little ahead of himself. But for Tom, it's also interesting because he's out here doing golf events. He's got his big golf showdown with Phil Mickelson coming up in a week or so. Uh, he's on the cover of Madden. Uh, two goats, him and Patrick Mahomes, that you know the Madden curse, which I don't really believe in. But hey, this year I'll, I'll double down on it and say maybe I do. So all mm-hmm. those things going on, you know, is it you know the Super Bowl hangover, which usually maybe goes for the losing team, but sometimes for the winning team. So we'll see if if they extended themselves too much, taking on too much in this off season early on. The Rams are going to get a crack. So again, at some point I got to say we got to take an L here, but I kind of like the matchup. In L.A. early on the season, I like another win for the Rams. Oh, it's going to be super fun to watch, you know, two veteran quarterbacks going at it. And like you said, Tom Brady might be a little bit focused on some other things. Word on the street is he might even be hungover still from that after party (laughs) from the Super Bowl. My man was he was living and stumbling. I don't think he was going to be doing that in New England because uh, they don't do fun over there. It it appears (laughs) to be that way. So it looks like he's living his best life, as the kids say now, in uh, Tampa and Florida there, which is cool. But it is going to be a tough game, like you said. You know, it's are the Rams going to be ready to take on this good of a team this early? Are they going to have those kinks worked out? And you know, Stafford be gelling with his new linemen, his new receivers. Is he going to know the playbook fully, where they can actually just open the entire playbook and throw it at him, and you know, call the adjustments that are needed in time and in 
you know, in between plays and things like that. It's going to be interesting to see, but I think this is one of those games that I go into thinking like, if the Rams win this game, then it's kind of the cherry on top, but I don't go into it expecting a win. Like, Oh, we need it. And you mentioned it too. It is early. So it's not that important. I mean, you drop it, you have 14 plus weeks or whatever the case is to still make up for it. Plenty of time to, you know, make up for a loss, which is no issue whatsoever. But yeah, this is one of those games that I don't really go into it thinking the Rams need to win this game. This is a opponent that they should just dominate from start to finish. And, you know, we're going to learn a lot about this team in this game. But at the end of the day, you know, as long as they can kind of go into this game, be competitive and maybe come out with a win, you know, that would be great. But at the same time, I don't think that anyone's going to pin the season on this game, but it is going to be very fun to see, you know, two veteran quarterbacks, the Jordan Fuller, Tom Brady storyline is going to be cool. And just seeing the Rams go against one of the teams that they could see at the end of the day in the NFC championship game, if both teams can make it there as a rematch, you know, later on in the season, that would be cool. And to just know where you stack up very early in the season against some of these really good teams, the Rams are going to get tested early and that it's going to be fun for us to watch just because I think we're going to have a good idea of who this Rams team is, you know, one month into the season. So that is going to be nice to see. But this more is rushing attempts. Other- going to need some more rushing yes. attempts. Those stats that you dropped yes. were. And that's the one thing that scares me with McVay with getting his quarterback is that sometimes even with Jared Goff, he got a little one note as far as very pass heavy. So, man, with a guy yeah. like Cam Akers, who wasn't really getting any run by week three last year or was, you know, getting banged up run the dang ball a little bit more in that game. And I think that would be a huge turning point compared to last time he played and something maybe they're not ready really as prepared for as what they saw last year. So run the ball more. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Something tells me they might have more than 35 yards rushing. Yeah, yeah I would hope so. <laughs> and their, their leading rusher, I think and hope he should have more than three carries for 20 yards and came acres, probably a few more touches than five rushing attempts. So that would be ideal. We don't know what's going to happen for sure, but I think Matthew Stafford is going to be much more advanced in trying to, you know, adjust plays at the line and being able to check into running plays when the look presents itself, where Jared Goff more often than not needed Sean McVay to do that for him. So going to be an interesting game. It's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. As always, Brad, my man, I appreciate you for hopping on. You guys make sure to check back in with us later this week when I get my colleague from PFF, Andrew Erickson, to break down the Los Angeles Rams in terms of the fantasy football season going into 2021. Just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find us at QBsMEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Locked On Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.